0: This is a WTOP original podcast.
1: From Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. We talk with Kusti Salm. He's the Estonian Ministry of Defense permanent secretary about something Belarus is doing that they don't like.
0: To put it simply, uh, across few months, the Belarusian regime, Lukashenko's regime, uh, have brought in uh, around 4,000, probably even more, migrants um, from uh, M- Middle Eastern countries. And uh, they have uh, flew them in uh, to Minsk. And from Minsk, they have shuffled them to the uh, Belarusian border and pushed them over border.
1: They call it weaponization of migrants. And it's not an original idea. Russia was behind something like that in 2015 on the Finnish and Norwegian borders. This is contributing to growing tensions in the region, all the more reason why they're concerned about their standing with the U.S. Coming up on this episode of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. This is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. I'm JJ Green. Kusti Salm is the permanent secretary of the Ministry of Defense in the Republic of Estonia. Previously, he was director general of the Estonian Center of Defense Investment, fulfilling the task of Estonia's chief defense acquisition officer. During a recent visit to Estonia... I sat down with him to talk about what's important in Estonia, specifically what's going on on the borders, including what Russia's up to with Zapad and something called migrant weaponization.
0: What are your greatest concerns and
1: threats right now?
0: Well, I think as every Ministry of Defense in the world thinks mainly about deterrence, how how we can set our defense posture or defense readiness our capability building, our, uh, you know, force creation. We have a beautiful, very capable reserve army, Um, how to keep this agile uh, ready and capable, Um, and how, you know, we can also preach our message out to our allies in the region, but also across the ocean.
1: Russia is next door, and Russia has been a problem for decades. Um, and they are engaged in some um, new activities, perhaps using some old tactics. Can you sort of step us through what some of the things you 're seeing right now coming from Russia?
0: Well, yeah, they have been here for uh, centuries, and uh, probably not going away either so it's um, uh, we we ha- we are used used to living in this part of the world. Um, clearly, things are not getting easier for us when it comes to security picture. Um, you know, what probably in, in these uh, week, weeks and months what gets us more occupied is clearly the exercises up at 21. Um, you know, exercises like this is nothing special. You know, every military exercises all the time when they're not at war. Uh, what makes ZAPAD special is that um, the readiness levels and the capability level Uh, that will be brought uh, to our region Um, and brought to our region with the exact intent to exercise the attack against uh, our region Um, is very much different than it is in usual ordinary Tuesday. So a lot of these uh, uh, troops that are across our border are in different constellation they're at different readiness level they are um, and there are also some groups that usually, usually are not here doing things that they are not usually doing. And clearly this poses us an uh, early warning challenge, uh, And um, you know, this is something that you know, puts work to our, our uh, tables.:
1: What if they do something that you don't recognize is a part of an exercise and you think it's real?
0: Well, that, that is why, you know, in Estonia and clearly in our Baltic neighbors in Poland and in wider NATO, um, there is a pretty good early warning system. So we have different indicators. Uh, we discuss uh, with uh, allies uh, very frequently to make sure that there won't be any sort of uh, surprises like this, militarily especially. So... Um, which now gets us to the um, events or hybrid attack going on in uh, mainly Lithuania, but it has also spilled over to Latvia and Poland. Uh, and uh, this is exactly the situation where, um, where now Belarus has, where also the, I mean, it's a, sub, but it's a joint exercise between Belarus and Russia, uh, where um, the um, this hybrid attack is creating a all different context for the whole exercise uh, although we have no you know written proof that they, they, they are somehow connected with each other but there is just a plain and simple fact that they are taking place in the same time in the same place and most probably serving the very similar purpose uh, which is uh, something that um, increases the risk exp- exponentially and clearly there are some blind spots when it comes to you know, what is the exact intent of the hybrid attack, the, the attacking with migrants and uh, some you know, associating information operations and cyber events? Uh, and, uh, you know, where is the potential scope for escalation or are there any? And uh, clearly they're, you know, not very easy questions to ask yourself for, or your military colleagues or your or closest partners when you are uh, living in this part of the world.
1: Can you explain briefly what the migrant-hybrid attack tool is?
0: Yeah. Well, th- to put it simply, uh, across few months, the Belarusian regime, Lukashenko's regime, uh, have brought in um, around 4,000, probably even more, migrants um, from uh, m- Middle Eastern countries. And uh, they have uh, flew them in uh, to Minsk, and from Minsk they have... Shuffled them to uh, Belarusian border and pushed them over border, and clearly destabilizing the region and uh, and uh, you know sending a very cruel message that uh, uh, that if you are if you keep keep on supporting the Belarusian opposition and if you have a wider stance uh, you know against the Lukashenko regime's policies then. They will want to hurt Lithuania, but by hurting Lithuania, they are clearly also hurting the whole region.
1: Have you seen any of this kind of activity
0: directed at Estonia? Well, no. And and there is actually very, you know, I think reasonable reason for this. And it's geographical. We don't have any border with Belarus and uh, I think, uh, as uh, there have been, you know, no evidence that uh, Russia has been, um, is, is, been orchestrating this. And even if they were, then uh, it, at, at least in this phase, it would be unwise to, for them, to you know, do it across our border. And also, Belarus is, uh, you know, a few hundred kilometers away from, from our border. Do you get any
1: sense, have you seen any evidence that what Russia may be doing with the Zapad and the whole business on the border, because they've been doing this for several years, but seemingly adding new components and new pieces, do you think this is just uh, to mess with your head, so to speak, or is this really a plan, uh, something that 10 years down the road, You know, we look back now at the tools that were developed in 2014, 2015, maybe 10 years ago that are being rolled out and used now. Do you get the sense that this may be something that they would like to use in
0: actuality later? It's a very difficult question. Clearly, we, you know, we don't see in the heads of, 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 um, of Russians. But if we roll back 10 years and we see what has been going on in the western military district of Russia uh, then they have created a full new divisions with uh, new capabilities and uh, new you know precision strike missiles and uh, even started a creation of new army and then uh, you know to my mind you know there are two options whether they are you know some just bunch of irrational you know people not knowing what they're doing or there is a very concrete plan because you're, you're not, you know, making investments and at that scale if, if you don't have a plan. And clearly the second option, you know, seems a little bit more feasible. Yeah.
1: Um, just a couple of more quick things, um, Mr. Uh, Minister. Um, if you look at what NATO is facing now, Uh, broadly. I mean, there are many, many threats in the picture. When you look back at the June summit, they were all listed in the document, the, you know, the thing that everyone signed. Um, When you look at that list of things, everything from cyber, I mean, I think climate change is in there. I think, um, you know, Russia, of course, China, you know, there, there, there's, there's so many different things and so many different scenarios. Do you think it's reasonable for to think that all of those can be dealt with in the current, mm-hmm. looking at the current way that NATO is put together and laid out?
0: Well, in our vocabulary, clearly the uh, the Brussels summit was a success. And, uh, you know, we don't actually see it as a very long list. We, we, we only see the top two things of the list. And there were Russia, number one, terrorism, number two. And the way nato NATO's heads of state and government decided to tackle these first top two threats were basically going back to basics uh to turning back the um uh, you know the methods and plans and and uh, you know procedures that were commonplace during cold cold war time and um you know NATO is entering into new era of uh, of um uh, you know Military planning um, against uh, the threat of uh, threats, threats coming from Russia and, and also from, from the terrorism. And I think it's, it's the sole purpose why NATO was created, it's the sole purpose why, why we entered NATO. And uh, we are very excited in, uh, in helping to you know, put this all into practice. All right. Sir, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much.
1: Kusti Saum is the permanent secretary in the Ministry of Defence for the Republic of Estonia. Coming up in our next episode, her name is Fiona Hill. This is her from November 21st, 2019, during President Donald Trump's impeachment hearing.
0: Based on questions and statements I have heard, some of you on this committee appear to believe that Russia and its security services did not conduct a campaign against our country and that perhaps, somehow, for some reason, Ukraine did. This is a fictional narrative that has been perpetrated and propagated by the Russian security services themselves.
1: Dr. Hill has written a new book about her experience at the National Security Council, her experiences throughout her life, education, their funny moments, there are somber moments, and of course, reflections about that day on the Hill. The people that I was actually giving testimony to were tearing themselves apart and fighting with each other over exactly this, fictional narratives, making stuff up, you know, for their own private, personal, political gain. That's coming up on the next edition of Target USA. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about our program, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at wtop.com. That's the letter J, the color green, one word, at whiskey, tango, oscarpapa.com. Green at com. Also, we encourage you to follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you would, please subscribe to our podcast. If you want more national security information, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at wtop.com/alerts. I'm JJ Green, and this is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. Hey guys, Jay Cutler. Started a new podcast called Uncut with Jay Cutler. Most of you know me from the NFL. Some of you have seen me on Instagram. And some of you know me from the reality TV world. Each week I'm taking you along with me as we discuss football, trending topics, and whatever's going on in my life each week. I'm bringing along people that are special in my life. Former teammates, friends, and some new people that I like and respect. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Podcasting? I think I'm doing this right. Can't wait to get started with you go subscribe now uncut with jay cutler apple Podcasts, podcast one and spotify or wherever you get your podcast now stay tuned for the latest headlines from the associated press